0: Hello there! This is us, the host of this podcast. We are recording this retroactive intro around the time we record episode 50. This is just a heads up on the status of the first episode. We are not professional producers and are just total amateurs doing our first podcast for fun and to hang out.
1: Our first dozen or so episodes don't have the best audio fidelity, and it takes around episode 13 or so for the audio quality to become more consistent. It's around that time that we get our podcasting groove set and start to sound a lot more natural, too.
2: And that E rating is not for everyone, it's for explicit. So don't be surprised when we start cursing. Please excuse the first episode recording jitters and know that, like Ash Ketchum, we get a lot better with this. And thanks for your time.
1: Hey, I know, I'll use my trusty
0: frying pan as a drying pan. Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon This Series podcast. Today we'll be talking about, or we'll be giving our now adult opinions on the Pokemon anime episodes as we undergo a comprehensive rewatch. And there's so much nostalgia here, and our main focus <laughs> is discussion of this series, but we also can veer off in any direction at any time, so be prepared for that. And so listener discretion, because of this, is advised, and so we're all... 20-somethings here, so we are rated M for Mature, but most often I for Immature. And I'm your hostess with the mostest, Jake the Snake, but you can call me Tiffany. And I'm here with my co-host, the luxurious Austin.
1: Hey, everyone. Hey, Tiffany.
0: It's good to have you on, Austin. Good to have you on. Glad to be here, Jacob. I'm so happy you're glad to be here. But we have one more co-host, and she is the often imitated, never duplicated Alex.
2: Hi guys, this is really exciting. First ever Out of the Drying Pan podcast.
0: I know, you gotta shake the nerves out. It's getting a little nervy in here.
2: Well, we got a lot to talk about, right? (laughs) We do have a lot
0: to talk about. (laughs) Out out of the Drying Pan (laughs) and into the fire. So, for our first part of this episode being our opening episode, I thought it'd be a good idea to maybe talk about, or we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about maybe our history with the Pokemon franchise to kind of start off and... Give our listeners a roundabout idea of what we have experienced with the Pokemon franchise up until this point. So, would anybody like to kick it off real quick, or would you all like to me to go first?
1: Um, I'll go first, because I'm the oldest.
0: Perfect. You have... Therefore,
1: I have the most history with this. And the most knowledge. <laughs> Experience matters. Yeah, with um, old age comes wisdom, I guess. Anyway, uh, like Jacob said in the intro, we're all in our 20s, so... Even though we're all slightly different ages, we were all in the Target demo for Pokemon back when it first came uh, to the States in the late 90s. It came out fall 1998, so I would have been six years old at the time. And I remember distinctly avoiding it for a short time because I thought, even at age six, I was very like anti-corporate. This is something that they're just trying to shut down our throats to make a huge profit off of, and I'm not going to give them that satisfaction I don't want to be the target demographic for something. God, like, um, yeah. So I was just being a contrary little dick at age six. <laughs>
0: You're very mature. <laughs> You're very mature for your age.
1: I don't. I don't think I, tar- I articulated it that. I appreciate well. this level
2: of like defiance. No, I- the children's <laughs> television show.
1: But regardless, it it, it quickly became so inescapable. Like, you know, all the kids had the cards and, you know, it was plastered all over all possible venues that I was like, well, I can't avoid this shit anymore. And I quickly became hyper focused on it, to the point where at one point when I got in trouble, all of my Pokemon merchandise was confiscated from me by my parents. Oh my God. <laughs> and I found it too. They kept it in like a little closet and I found it. I was like I didn't like taking anything out, but I was like, I know what your tricks are. It's like an intervention. <laughs> Well, I got in trouble for something like bad behavior in class or something. Because believe it or not, I was a poorly behaved child. (laughs) You know, I really got into the Pokemon thing as a kid because it was really popular and it was the thing to do. And also because the, you know, the the little monsters were really cute. But in retrospect, I feel like a lot of it had to do with these, the premise of young children, not much older than I was at the time, basically having agency and being given like the... Ability to travel and form strong friendships with both other humans and mythical creatures. So I can see definitely how that was something that really caught on with kids, other than like the marketing blitz. It's just the concept of kids having the power and kind of a coming of age story, except Ash will never age. So not really in retrospect. I just like that a lot. And also, again, there was so much merchandise and stuff, you couldn't avoid it which I still managed to not avoid to the state. I've been playing the video games the whole time, the whole 20 years, uh, with the exception of Ruby and Sapphire, which I skipped um, because I was, you know, probably 12 years old and I was too mature for Pokemon at that time. And that's why I'm here at age 29. <laughs> mature, really well yeah. <laughs> mature, enough
0: defy, mature enough to defy. Mature enough yeah. to defy an entire franchise, but not mature to, too mature to pay Pokemon. <laughs> and then I think one summer I got bored and I was like, let's
1: let's play Pokemon Emerald and see how that goes. <laughs> and choice. I've been on the train ever since. But my main focus is the anime, now known as Pokemon the series. Um, that's my favorite one. I recognize it for what it is, a children's cartoon and commercial for toys. But I still, you know, it's just funny to have that that same thing running all this time through my entire life and just being able to check in on what Ash and Pikachu are doing.
0: So that's my history. It's your history. That's a pretty extensive history there. Oh, oh that's yeah. Impressive. I'm, I'm afraid that's I'm not the gonna be f- virgin. I'm afraid I'm not gonna step up to the plate as well as you did with your um, <laughs> your your personal history there.
1: <laughs> we can get more personal. I can bring out my fan fiction from when I was 11 years old. We might do
0: that as a special bonus episode. <laughs> okay, let's <unless> not.
2: <laughs> well, I, I would tell. second that. If we if we could put it to a vote, you'd be outvoted. I want to see.
0: Okay, I'll burn yes. it so you don't ever see it. <laughs> like your parents. Let's we'll just confiscate it. <laughs>
2: God.
0: Thank you, Austin, for sharing your history. Um, Alex, would you like to go next or would you like me to?
2: Sure, I will go because when Austin was talking about his history with it, it kind of triggered my memory as far as how I got into the franchise. And I can't believe I forgot this, but my foray into the pokemon universe was sort of similar to austin's in that it was all over tv as a kid i think it was wb did they have the episodes on
1: yes it was was in syndication for at least a few months and then kids wb picked it up for a weekly airing
2: that must be where i first saw it at least on tv but i remember distinctly i don't know if you guys remember this but there was this official the official pokemon handbook yes the scholastic book it was like green oh my gosh, that book that was really that jogged my memory when you were talking about it I don't remember what got me started on this but I carried that book with me everywhere I took it to school I think I bought it at like a scholastic book fair my parents did when I was six or seven and it just went with me everywhere and then of course like the cards were a big deal at the school everybody was trading them like some sort of like Black market commodity <laughs> under the desk, <laughs> basically. And the teachers would get mad. You know how that goes. But that was really my first introduction to it, watching the episodes. And then, of course, and I don't know if you guys experienced this, but like it was sort of like the Harry Potter thing, right? Where some parents were like, oh, Pokemon was violent and we don't want our kids to watch it. So I kind of had to contend with that for a little while. But obviously, that was ridiculous. So I eventually convinced my mom. <laughs> That there's nothing wrong with it. She let me watch it. But um, then the games, I got the games later on. I don't think it was, I don't know if you guys remember what year Red and Blue came out. I can't remember off the top of my head.
1: I think it was also 98. Like it all came out in one wave.
2: Okay. Well, I think it was later that I got my Game Boy Color. And then, of course, I had to get Pokemon Red version. So I was super into all things dragons back then. So Charizard was the closest thing to a dragon. So. And I picked it up and went from there. And then, of course, the rest is history. Every year since then, when they've released a game, I've had to buy at least one of the versions.
0: <laughs> There's definitely plenty of games. <laughs> they keep making, they just keep making more and more, and they keep remaking them. So, well, I don't blame Yeah, them. and
2: like Austin said, he skipped uh, Generation 3, Ruby, Sapphire, and, well, he played Emerald. But that was the one I actually bought all three versions so
1: (laughs) and that was the only one where i only got the third version (laughs) and not the original one
2: i don't know for whatever reason i think looking back as an adult i don't know gen three for whatever reason is my favorite
0: hmm gen three huh
2: i don't know why maybe it was the whole like the reggie's and then the braille puzzles I don't know, there was something about that as a kid that just...
1: Wait, I'm sorry, the Braille puzzles made you like that generation?
2: Yes, I know. <laughs>
1: oh, it's God, weird.
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was mysterious to me. I just thought it was... I, I do there was a lot more to it.
0: I just remember this game is pissing me off, so I don't think I like Gen 3 that much. <laughs> I never bothered catching the Reggie, so I was like, I don't yeah. want to deal with all this I, nonsense. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, Alex.
2: I'm the outlier on that. I'll sit over here on my island by myself with gen three but but yeah that's my story
0: all right so that's your story and that's austin's story so i think it's time for me to share my story so i don't know my story is kind of i guess a little different as far as the impact it had on my childhood because i remember i guess when i was little i kind of just got into it because everyone else was into it kind of like uh like everyone like you were saying alex everyone at school had the cards and I was kind of rejecting it at first too, but not for the same articulate reasons that Austin was. <laughs> I wasn't as profound as a kid <laughs> as he was. But I think I just was like, I, play, I played a lot of sports. So I was like, this is, I guess, something that people like me don't do. So, like, people had it at school, and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to play with that. And then it just kept getting bombarded at me. Like, everyone had a card, everyone was playing the games. So I just, I, like, dabbled in it a little bit. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll go start collecting the cards. So I took my mom, I think we went to Books A Million. And I think I got, like, the fossil set of cards and, like, maybe the original cards and stuff like that. And then I took them to school and I started trading. And I was like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. So if I get, like, two of one card, I can get something I don't have. And we had our own little black market thing going on there. We played the game, but it was totally wrong. We just played it like war. Like, whoever had the most HP from the monster, they put down one. (laughs) Because <laughs> we had no idea figuring out what these trainer cards were, or I think we just threw our energy cards away because it was like, this is stupid, this has nothing on it. So, we those were chunked. So, after that kind of phased out, I guess in the elementary school era, I think I didn't, I just didn't kind of lost favor with it and didn't really pick it up again until I think I dabbled in a little bit in um ruby and sapphire and emerald, but that didn't really light the fire in me to pick it back up again because I played it and I was like okay I remember this had my little little nostalgia bit and then that was basically it for me as far as Pokemon goes so fast forward (laughs) until I'm in college and that's a big gap it was a huge I was actually super busy from like middle school to high school with like I lost like just a lot of stuff going on and sports and a bunch of other crap so fast forward to, like, like, college, and I was actually sitting in my dorm, like, one summer. I had to take summer courses or whatever, and I, I realized, like, Sun and Moon got announced or whatever, and I was like, oh, I remember, I remember Pokemon, I remember that growing up, the cards were really cool, and all that stuff, so I guess that kind of lit a little bit of fire to get back into a little bit, because they said Sun and Moon was going to be all new, no gems, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I went to like, I think it was like Target and bought some cards and they come, like when you buy a pack of cards, you know, they come with that like QR code kind of thing mm. that that you can use to buy packs in the online game. So I started playing like the online Pokemon TCG and then I went and started buying like older copies of games and then I just became like kind of engulfed with it. So I actually went back and watched every single episode of Pokemon and to this day, I'm just like full tilt, love Pokemon plushes, uh, cards, games, we're all in, we're all in, man, we're all in.
1: That's so funny, Jacob, your story is really different from mine and Alex's, where it's just like, we were little nerds at a young age, and we've just been that little nerds ever since.
2: I know, I th- watching the <laughs> anime all the time, buying every single game generation that comes out, at least you had a little bit of an unplugged break there.
0: It was, and I think what helped with it a little bit was like, I guess I was afraid to let the nerdiest come out or nerdiness come out in high school and stuff like that i don't know why like it didn't really matter to me but i guess when i got in college i just didn't care anymore and i was like this is really cool i'm just gonna do whatever do whatever i want so
2: embrace your inner i'm gonna embrace it
0: i'm gonna embrace it
2: so here we are in our late 20s reviewing every single episode of the pokemon anime
1: we're watching the dub by the way the english dub except for where there is no english dub and we have to watch the subs if we can find them So, you know, just keep that in mind. I know the whole subs versus dubs thing is a legendary battle in the anime community, but I do not care. I could not care less (laughs) about that. We're watching the dub.
2: I think it's worth noting here that we're obviously casual just because we're we're fans of the series. Yes, but we're casual in that, you know, none of us are metagamers. None of us really devote our entire, you know, time to Pokemon which is completely legitimate but we're not trying to offend anybody we're just we're coming at this through a casual lens so just full disclaimer on that.
0: I don't know. I'm very pessimistic with these episodes. I, um, there's nothing positive in my, my notes, really. about it. Wow. <laughs>
2: That's harsh. Oh, my gosh. When I was watching them, I, I was like, oh, the nostalgia is real. I, I got all choked up about it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's been like, I don't know what, Austin, like 11 years since I've probably seen these episodes.
1: Yeah, we should probably clarify that Alex and I went to college together. And at one point when I like first met her, she was like, I really want to watch the Pokemon anime. And I'm like. You do? There's like hundreds and (laughs) hundreds of episodes of it. And she's like, yeah, I want to watch every single one, all the way through, in order. And I was like, I mean, we can do that. I do have a lot of the DVDs. So over the course of the next 10 years, we watched every, almost every single animated Pokemon production.
2: (laughs) You made the dream come true, Austin. I really
1: did. It was a full-time project. And can I just
2: say... I well, can I just say that we've actually finally, for the first time, well, no, I I lied. We were caught up, I think, around the diamond and pearl era, but we've now finally re caught up and we have we're completely current with the anime now. So it's kind of bittersweet in a way
1: with the dub that is with the episodes on Netflix. Okay,
2: yes, to clarify, going back and watching them is kind of weird, but interesting.
1: I think I've seen the first season episodes so many times, both when they were airing on TV and I recorded them on VHS with a VCR. <laughs> so I had the, I watched them again oh and again gosh. as a kid. I, I I remember at one point distinctly asking my parents, can we get the videotapes? And they were like, no, it's on TV. Just record it. So I did. I made yeah. my own custom crayon drawing covers for each of these, by the way.
2: That's adorable.
1: Oh, I
0: should show you them at some point. It's, That's so cute. (laughs) cute. Oh my gosh. That's so precious. There's one scene I want to point out to you when we start talking about the, I think it's the first episode. And I want to see if you noticed it too, because when I saw it, it was like all I focused on for the entire scene. So I missed the whole dialogue about what was actually going on. Okay. Let's get
1: into it. Yes. Let's get into Uh, it. Do we want to do our 32nd episode summaries?
0: Sure. He wants to do the first one.
1: Okay. I got the randomizer up right here. Nice. Um, And it's, I'll do episode one. Jacob will do episode two. Perfect. And Alex will do episode three.
2: Okay.
1: Now, this is our challenge where we have a 30-second window to give a succinct summary of each episode. And we'll see how well we do. Does someone want to time me for episode one? Pokemon, I choose you. I got you, dog. I'll go. Oh. Okay, tell me when.
2: <laughs> all right, ready, go.
1: Okay, Ash Ketchum is a boy from Town, And he has all this Pokemon stuff in his bedroom. And he oversleeps, and somehow his mother doesn't wake him up. And he runs to Professor Oak's laboratory, and Gary's there. And he got a Squirtle, but we don't know that yet. And so he gets to Pikachu, and Pikachu's angry at him for no discernible reason. And then they almost get killed after they steal a bike, and they get struck by lightning. And Pikachu's on death's door. But that's okay, because I saw a rainbow bird going over the rainbow. Okay, yay. And done. That's, you that's have
2: perfect. a few extra seconds to spare. That's perfect. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm there. And also, work? spoiler alert about Gary and his Pokemon that he chose. Uh-huh. We haven't got there yet.
1: Sorry, I was I was thinking of season six, not season one episode <laughs> one. <laughs>
2: you
1: want to uh-huh. go and do the episode
0: two summary? Yeah, that's you, Jacob. Okay, someone start off the clock for me. Let's see if I can actually do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, and go.
0: So Ash comes running into town, and Jenny stops him and accuses him of stealing. And somehow... Uh, Team Rocket shows up, and they actually steal their wanted sign from a hot air balloon that's not picked up by the radar, that it's picked up on the same radar er, later in the episode. And so Pikachu gets rushed to the Pokemon Center after Ginny realizes that he's about to die. And Joy, Nurse Joy, says, hey, Pikachu's going to be okay, but he's in a critical condition and about to die. And so there's a light on Pikachu's head, determined that he's probably about to die...
2: And stop. There you go. (laughs)
0: That's about it. (laughs) And then Team Rocket attacks. The end. Yeah, then Team Rocket's (laughs) attacks. I
2: mean, that was basically the majority of the episode.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot harder than what I thought it was.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like with these early episodes, like really early, it's hard because it's like, here's all these main characters we're going to be seeing for the next 20 years. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Alex, I can time you for episode three.
2: Okay, can I just say... It, this these first three episodes were a little weird for me because i feel like they all blurred together
0: yes i agree and so i'm
2: kind of trying to remember the end of episode two into episode three so i'm gonna try my best but i'm sorry if i kind of revert back to episode two a little bit
1: episode two ends with them in the forest and ash saw a caterpillar and he's gonna throw the ball at it yes
2: okay okay i will try
1: all right ready and go
2: Okay, so Ash and friends are in the deep dark forest, the forest, and he catches a Caterpie successfully and then um, he encounters a Pidgeotto, which he also catches after he subjects his Caterpie to torture, trying to fight Giotto, but I digress. Anyway, Team Rocket shows up and then they pull some shenanigans and Caterpie screams a little bit and then gets beat up and Pidgeotto gets beat up too, but- Hi.
0: Oh, well, that's pretty good.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, and then he evolves the end, but
1: okay, Perfect. <laughs> we may need 35 seconds. <laughs> we made it a minute.
2: <laughs> I think I might've added a few extra fluff details in there. I probably shouldn't have added, but long, long the long and short of it is Metapod.
1: Yay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mentioned that Gary got a squirtle. So
2: <laughs> well, we haven't got there yet. Okay. Okay.
0: That's fine. I think. So are we going okay. back to the first episode to talk about it in our um, notes for the episode? Yes, we can. Who wants to lead the discussion? Oh, I can start off because I got a lot. Like I said, I'm. Gonna, we'll start off negative and positive.
2: Okay. I want to <laughs> know this scene that you focused on to the exclusion of everything else.
0: I love the intro. I will say this. I love the intro to the first episode. It's like the Game Boy intro that they used. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just like perfect. I remember... That's where the so much nostalgia part hit me. Was I was like, oh, yeah, I remember the Gengar, the, the Reno, yeah. <laughs> but did you see how buff the trainer was in yes, that scene? Bruno. Oh, my well, God. Well, that's because
2: he's super special, secret.
1: Yes. I, do, did they just, like, throw in a random character from the game?
2: I always wondered why it was him.
1: Yeah, I took extensive notes on him. Are you kidding uh, me? The dude's <laughs> ripped. I, okay, so it was... Nidorino and Gengar, like in the beginning of Red, I believe. Yes. yes, Yes. I think it's Jigglypuff in the blue version.
2: Is it different?
1: Yes. I think so. Oh, see, I
2: I never played blue, so what do I know?
1: I think it's Gengar versus Jigglypuff. I could be mistaken. But in any case, I figured, okay, so they use Bruno, probably because Nidorino had to have a trainer. Then he uses Onyx, which is also an Evolve, but we didn't know that yet. But I was very distracted by Onyx's green Pokeball.
0: Yeah, that was... I didn't understand it either. I thought maybe it was a different kind of ball that they just didn't put in. But I I didn't know. That was weird. There was some weird tinting to these early episodes that didn't really make sense.
1: Okay, do you mean when the screen gets really dark? Yeah, and,
0: like yeah and the oh Pokemon boy. Center is like... One of my episodes, I'm, it may be the streaming service I'm using, the Pokemon Center was like blue, kind of. Like in the background, Did, it, it was weird. I don't to too far, is far ahead. But.
2: Is that due to just the visual, some of the visual controversies, Austin, about that they dimmed down the flashing light sequences?
1: Right. Alex and I recently watched a video after the Porygon incident, oh, a.k.a. Yeah. Seizure. Pokemon Shock. Yeah. The one that gave all the kids seizures. They went back the first several dozen episodes and like both darkened the the animation and cut down the number of frames. So we watched a video recently that like sh- had a comparison of what they look like before and after they did that.
0: Oh, okay. And yeah. those,
1: those scenes before they trim them down that I can see why that would be alarming. Like
2: <laughs> it's noticeably different. And I did also notice that, especially during the Spiro portions where they were electrocuting all the spears. I was like, why does this look really weird?
0: <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That was something I noticed too. It was like, really I had like, I thought the brightness on my computer was messed up. I was like, what the, what the hell? And I was like, I don't know. But I, I could see definitely why they did it, especially after the Porygon episode. So we saw so. how buff the trainer was, and that was interesting. I was like, that dude's swole. That dude's jacked. I was like, hell yeah. So the intro is, I'd say the intro is amazing, and Jack trainers. And then we kind of get into um, <laughs> how Ash's mom just kind of doesn't really be a parent, I guess. In this this beginning. To the
2: contrary, can I interject here? Because I have opposite thoughts on that. Go for it. So, I don't know. I guess I'm jumping way ahead. But I know, Austin, you and I have had several discussions, banters, about Delia and Ash and their dynamic. But I noticed that Delia was actually more of a stern parental figure to Ash in this early episode then she's been like i don't know she's sitting there telling him go to sleep make sure you get up on time i packed you all your essentials i don't know she seemed like she was more of an involved parent to me just based on what i know
0: oh. hm. from
2: current episodes but i just thought
0: she couldn't she, wait to get him she, out of there now that she was like your well, stuff she packed snapped <laughs> <him>. <laughs> she snapped at him on the phone to be
1: to be like you know don't talk bad about yourself all this kind of stuff
0: yeah, she's yeah, definitely she's loving. Yeah, she's a loving, caring parent, that's for sure. She? I feel like early years Delia is like really prime Delia.
1: Can we talk about how now that we're adults, we pay attention to like the parents?
0: Yes, they go right? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> And the lack thereof in yeah. the later episodes. Yeah, but. what is?
1: Yeah, we'll get to that too. Cause <laughs> Should we go ahead and discuss the the missing dad in the room? Or not well, actually,
2: yeah. she does. I think it's what episode two, where the she's doing the phone call, like you said, and she does mention his father.
1: Yeah, I, have, it, I have the quote written down. Yes, it hey, took your father four days to get there when he started up Pokemon train. Oh, he'll be so proud. You're the apple of his eye. And then they never mention him ever again.
0: Yep, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs>
2: I don't know what is the aversion to having the father. I mean, I guess with the exception of Norman, which I know I'm jumping ahead again. But what oh, is the aversion? Uh, Why can we not have a dad figure who knows? in the show?
0: Never know. <laughs> I think that's like what how she expects maybe Ash to grow as a person. Maybe she's like I don't know. Maybe she feels like that would he'd be better off going and being a trainer like his supposed father. And that's how he becomes a better person. Maybe that's how she feels that he grows and develops.
1: Like your missing father I haven't seen in 10 years. (laughs) But we all are agreed that Delia and Oak are in a relationship,
2: correct? I mean, I don't know. I did write down the whole, was it episode? Yeah, episode two where Delia calls Ash at the Pokemon Center and then immediately Oak calls him. And he's, he's like, oh, I just got off the phone with your mother.
1: Yeah, we should have oh like why? taken a time of that. Of how long did Delia hang up on Ash? Immediately contact Oak and say, "Oak, just, or yeah. Ash just called me from the Pokemon Center. Call him." Did you realize that they were in the
0: they were in the same room as well? <laughs> no, they weren't. Oak was in his lab, and Delia was. She in her was house. in the lab as well. Was, was she? she? No, I just made that up. But oh. be- <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just
1: think in the later years. It doesn't make any sense if they're not in a committed relationship because they are literally always together at all times.
2: I mean, that's the, the running <laughs> joke, right?
1: Yeah, but I think in this one, that has not been set up
0: yet. No, it does get later on, though. It gets extensive later on. Oh, for sure. Like, they go on family vacations to Hawaii. Yes. So. <laughs> and they stay in the same place, in the beach. <laughs>
1: yeah. And whenever Ash calls Oak, half the time, Delia's like, oh, hi, Ash. Yeah. Because this is probably the this episode was probably the only instance where Ash specifically calls his mother before he calls Oak. Yes, you know, instead of him calling Oak and Oak saying, "Call your mother," you know, yeah, I have
2: to be reminded to. That's what they. So speaking of Professor Oak, okay, I did I did notice this. I'm like, okay, how much of a jerk is Professor Oak at the very beginning? Oh my gosh! Yes, to the Pokemon Center, and then he's like, "Oh my gosh, Professor, I'm late. Like, let me get a Pokemon and." Oak's like okay and he lets him embarrass himself and open up every single Pokeball I'm like okay that's really yes. rude Oak is
0: a dick
1: <laughs> that entire situation dick. is so contrived. <laughs> like okay I know it's just because we need Pikachu to be the mascot yes. but why, why does he have the Pikachu why does he let Ash have the Pikachu he's when so... they could just wait for the next Charmander to be delivered he's such and a jerk <laughs>
0: He's just a jerk. He like Ash picks up a Pokeball and he goes, "Well, someone already got that, and they were on time." And then he's like, "Uh, yeah, you don't get that Pokemon." He's just, just like, "What the hell are you doing?" The Oak? early
2: bird gets the worm, or yeah. in this case, the Pokemon. And uh, you know, also to that point, why are the Pokeballs empty? How does that work? Oh, I didn't even think of that. You know me, okay. Just a side note. That's been my like thing for the past 10 years we've been watching the anime is the pokeball mechanics i don't know for whatever reason that's my weird fascination
1: alice i have never once thought of that why do they leave the pokeball
2: like okay (laughs) they they have
1: to have transferred them to a different pokeball
0: yes that's
2: (laughs) what i'm asking it's like they that was their pokeball because they're obviously labeled in with the the japanese characters on the front
0: you don't get it why because Oak is such a dick that he went and got empty pokeballs, put oh them in the slots, God. had Ash walk in, open each and every one of them just yeah. to disappoint Ash. He, he's I don't know what his goal and is here, but he.
2: Another point to that is you'd think Oak would know how many up and coming trainers are in the town, like ready to exactly. get their license. So why does he not have a surplus? Of Pokemon available for all the children in the town.
1: Right. This is why people have that theory that Oak used his time travel knowledge to engineer a situation in which he gave Ash Pikachu. Oh my, <laughs> my gosh. Spoilers
0: <gosh. laughs> <I laughs> before. Did you know how it rich- It doesn't
2: make sense.
0: Oh, it doesn't make sense. But did you see how rich um, Oak is?
2: Oh, with Gary. Look. Yeah. Or, is he like Pokemon royalty or something? Yes.
0: So did There's you like see the car that Gary drives off in? You know how, like, which doesn't make sense either, because that's how Gary, I mean, how, yeah, Gary (laughs) got to the next city so fast as he was, he was driving off in a Porsche. Like, Oak gave Gary a Porsche.
1: We need to discuss Gary in detail, because, A, Ash clearly has a high degree of familiarity for Sir Oak, and yet Gary bumps into him and says, oh, you must be Ash. And Ash is like, oh, Gary, you must be Gary. It's like, y'all don't know
2: each other? Yeah, how is that? I thought growing up in this small town, and especially, like you said, the level of familiarity between Ash and Delia and Oak, how is he not better friends or at least better Know of each other.
1: How do they not just... And I can think of, I literally can think of one instance of a flashback in which Delia and Oak seemingly go on a date night and they bring little Ash and little Gary with them to the movies.
2: What? What episode is this?
1: It's an Adventure narration.
2: Oh my gosh. And see that.
1: What? Okay,
2: we're that episode. Yes, it's please. also
1: super weird because they're watching an, a movie version of the manga Pocket Monsters starring <laughs> Red and Pikachu. <laughs> that's great. That's actually really and it great. makes Ash crack up, and Gary's like, "Oh, this kid." So it's a continuity flub. Yeah. But that's also, weird. Gary in the Porsche in the how old are these cheerleader women who have devoted their lives to following him and, and driving him around in a Porsche across the countryside? That's how Oak paid him off.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's just so rich that he just... He, he hired <laughs> yeah, the whole cheering squad.
2: There was an entire town there, too. Well, actually, I don't even know if Pallet Town's even that big. So where did these people come from?
0: He paid them. And then Ash's little crowd is like 12 people. And Gary's got like 800 for some reason. Throwing like, you know, all these cheers and all this stuff for Gary. And everyone's just like, okay, good luck, Ash. We love you. you know?
2: It's like, okay. I don't know. That was more wholesome to me. I don't know if you noticed, but the guy to the right of... Delia, well, I guess all right, but...
1: He was crying. He was
2: crying, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sweet. I don't know who you are, random Pallet Town citizen, but that was sweet. Okay, and also, so switching gears a little bit, can we talk about Ash's goal about being a Pokemon master?
1: I took a note every single time they used the word Pokemon master. How many
0: times?
2: Because... He specifically says, and I was thinking about Pokemon Journeys this whole time, because obviously in the current run of the anime, Go, is his goal is to catch all the Pokemon. While well, Ash specifically says in the first episode, he wants to get all the Pokemon in the world. Is that what a Pokemon Master is? Because okay. I, I would think Go is is more well on his way to becoming a Pokemon Master, if that's the case.
1: So... Every time Ash says Pokemon Master, it's to himself, or it's Misty making fun of him, calling him Mr. (laughs) Pokemon Master. Oh my gosh. So, (laughs) at this point, based on later seasons, I'm of the idea that Ash has created the term Pokemon Master by himself, and no one else knows what that is, except for him. And when he says, I want to be a Pokemon Master, people are like what in the hell is this kid talking about <laughs> this kid is what crazy. is a
2: pokemon master and that is why we still for, to this day do not have an answer as to what that is yeah doesn't a,
1: um, i don't remember what episode but someone says what is a pokemon master and he says that's
0: what i'm gonna be <laughs> <laughs> or, or something like that it's like creating your own <laughs> job title it's like well i'm the you know <laughs> that's fantastic i never thought of that before that's a that's a really interesting point at no point do we ever meet a Pokemon Master or get a
1: definition. I need a clear definition. <laughs> there isn't one. Ash made it up. Oh my god. Well, it's
2: obviously to get all the Pokemon in the world, so...
0: Yeah, Ash quickly gave up on that
1: dream.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess he realized he was getting making fun of too much, so... He was just like, I'm gonna... I'm gonna stop saying this.
2: Well, speaking of getting made fun of, let's talk about the Pokédex, because...
0: Yeah!
2: I missed the Pokédex so much...
0: It's a really snarky little fella.
2: It's a a little bit, oh my god, it's sassy. Dexter. And it seems to have this self-awareness too, which I'm like, okay, so we can have a self-aware Pokédex without it being a Rotom, thank god.
0: (laughs) You don't like Rotom? (laughs) Um,
2: I don't know, I think the Rotom shtick got a little old for me after a little while, but I was like, okay, now we have the OG, Dexter, so. Gosh,
1: Dexter spends all of this episode being a sentient creature, and then refuses to ever be so again and clearly that's just because ash is the only character capable of speaking a human language and so he needed an exposition character to bounce off of yeah that's true it really makes makes me wonder like you always see in like the, the first opening it's always ash traveling by himself ash running in a countryside field with pikachu and we get like callbacks to that all the time what would the anime have been like had they not given him human companions would it just be Ash and Dexter bickering at each other? Because I'd be here for that.
2: I mean, I don't know how far that you could really go with that story.
1: <laughs> um, can we briefly go back a bit and talk about how Ash's bedroom is largely covered in Pokemon merchandise? Which makes me wonder, God, they really did make this series from the beginning notes or toys. Yes. Because uh, there's that similar like bag chair that really exists. And I know Alex wants it real bad.
2: Oh my gosh, that would be like a dream. But is not that thing like three hundred bucks or something?
1: Yes, it is.
2: See, that's I don't know if I want it that badly. Laugh out. What?
1: bought it Afford it? Yeah, maybe it Oak did. Oak bought it for him. That's what it is. <laughs> Oak bought him Okay,
2: what? What does Delia do? Like, what is her source of income?
1: Oh, I know this. Ooh. Um, maybe we should actually read this at some point. Um, because someone, some talented, gifted, nice person posted translations of the Pokemon novel series written by, what is the name of the guy who, Takashi Shoto? Yes. The guy who was the original showrunner for the anime. I think think so. And it has all this crazy stuff that never made it into the show, like (laughs) all of Brock's siblings having different fathers and... Oh my god. uh,
2: This was the Lugia guy, right?
1: Yes, it's the Lugia guy. Okay. Um, The guy who created Lugia and got, like, obsessed with it. Yes. And it gives Delia's backstory. Which is I don't believe has ever been contradicted by anything, in which she was like a a model or something, like a teen model, and she married young at eighteen and had Ash. And now at she at age twenty-eight she runs her like family's restaurant or something. But we never see this restaurant, so I don't think that's real. Yeah, I don't that's, either.
2: There's no reference to her like
1: being a business cooking. owner.
2: Yeah. And also she's twenty eight. Apparently.
0: Interesting. That's our age, by the way. (laughs) Beef. Thereabouts. Thank you for that interesting interesting. insight, Austin. I did not know that. I thought she just kind of, you know, went to Oak with her problems and he solved them. I mean, she seemingly (laughs) doesn't have a job. She just hangs out at the house all day. With Mr. Jinx.
2: I wonder if people in the Pokemon universe have, like, a universal basic income.
1: Maybe Ash gets money for his tournament appearances, and that's how Delia lives. I think they do, he's though. not-
0: I think Alex is not right. not
2: currently in a tournament.
0: That's true. I think Alex is right, though, about the basic income thing, because if you watch, like, Detective Pikachu, that movie- All the Pokemon do all the jobs. Like, there's not really any human jobs that a Pokemon Mm. can't do. So, how Mimey
1: does all the housework. Yeah, so if you don't
0: have, like, some kind of income for these people to live off of, because there's definitely not enough jobs, (laughs) obviously, with Pokemon doing all the work. Maybe she's still a model. There's that job.
2: Could be. Maybe she gets royalties for, like...
1: Oh, maybe.
2: Her TV, commercial, movie, whatever she modeled for. That's what I'm going to choose to believe.
1: So her, maybe she's like actually
0: really rich, and we just don't know it. Yeah, her Playmon magazine. Ha. Ah. well,
2: she lives comfortably, I guess. But then, of course, Pokemon's supposed to be this utopian society, so right, there's no hardship. At least, except I for know. if
1: you're Pikachu, because I want to know the exact story behind Pikachu and how he came to be in Oak's ownership, why Oak gave it to Ash. And I had a question of: Is it ethical for Pikachu to be Ash's Pokemon because he literally ties a rope on it and drags it down a dirt road?
0: Oh yes, we'll but, get yes
1: dive further into the yes episode just for
2: a little while.
1: Yeah, but I'm like, this is not a good situation. No, this not Pikachu at all. Pikachu be liberated. It's clearly unhappy being in human
0: ownership
2: until Ash saved its life, and then of course,
0: yeah. and there's a total personality change. Ash's, that's what I was about to say. Ash's attitude towards Pokemon is like weird throughout this episode. Like my quote for the episode is actually, I think he's trying to catch a Pidgey or something. And he goes, enjoy your last moments of freedom because you're mine. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell is, what what are we going for here? You know? And then at the end of the episode, he's like, I'll die for you, Pikachu. And I was like, what? I don't know what's going on here with his attitude towards these things.
2: So I will say, and just like a little observation to that, comparing what we know now to how the the anime is currently and the dynamic between the characters and the Pokemon versus back then. I don't know. I think it's interesting The the Pokemon are much more animalistic and like they're more like wild creatures that, I don't know, it's more akin to real life. Yes. I thought that was interesting. I don't know. I, I kind of appreciated that aspect a little more i'm like okay you're a kid wandering through the forest the way he went about catching pokemon the way they acted the way pikachu acted it was more like okay this is an animal versus a magical being that we kind of see now
0: that is a really good point because there's actually like there's pokemon in this first episode they talk about it but there's also like other animals besides pokemon like, they call, like, Pikachu, what is he, like, the rat Pokemon? Or the, like...
2: Yeah, they do make references to real life, like, I think Team Rocket at one point calls Pikachu a electric rat or something. Yeah.
1: Like, we see Yodo eat a worm.
0: Yeah,
2: that's what I'll... Yes. I'll put
0: that in there, yeah,
1: too. Yes. Said, the first thing it does is it eats an actual worm. I'm glad so we have picked that, up on this.
0: This is great.
2: <laughs> that was my... I don't know. I Maybe it's the nostalgia... Like speaking through me or something, but I don't know. I appreciated going back to those original kind of. It was more. I don't want to use the word gritty because it's not exactly gritty. It's a children's cartoon, but I don't know. It was more real in the sense of like, okay, how he approaches it. You know, Pokemon training in general. Throwing your,
1: your jacket over the damn bird. Yes,
2: yeah. I mean like like <laughs> that things like that. It's like okay, how would you? And then the actual act of catching the Pokemon itself. I don't know. The Pokeballs are completely different.
0: We see Ash's ignorance towards Pokemon throughout the whole episode and how, like you said, it feels more real, especially with the jacket over the thing. And then there's like one point where he actually talks about like Pikachu being able to talk and... How, like, it does feel real. that He's trying trying to figure stuff out. Is is your name all you can say? Yeah. And Pikachu says, Pikachu.
1: He says, okay, then you're just, like, all Pokemon. Yeah, so I don't know. That was just for the audience understanding and nothing else. Yes. (laughs) It was kind of funny. (laughs) That's like asking your dog, can you only bark? Yeah, mine can, apparently.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. There's a question of, like, whether or not Pokemon can understand the human characters in the later episodes. But it's obviously very clear that they can understand with like perfect clarity. At least that was my impression watching these right. episodes.
1: Yes. There's... I like to think that the ones that have human connections and experiences can understand it. Whereas like your random Pidgey may not be able to understand a sentence you say it, but just your general tone.
2: I don't know. I got more of a sense of that with Pidgeotto. It was kind of more out there, but Caterpie was very Oh that's true. Very I mean for a freshly caught Pokemon, it was very Cognizant.
0: Emotional, yeah. Like, it was
2: yeah, aware. especially how Misty treated it. Which, by the way, I don't know that got me all choked up. I was like, oh my god! I never was a big Caterpie fan, but watching rewatching that, I was like, oh my god! I love this thing.
1: Poor Caterpie. It's funny to think of Caterpie as like being very intelligent and like empathetic
0: and emotional. <laughs> yes, having well, body I, dysmorphia, but issues. it was.
2: I did write down a specific thing about Caterpie, which I thought was interesting. When it evolved, first of all, the evolution. Caterpie's evolution into Metapod was really interesting to me. It was not the glowing thing that we see now. Like, oh, they start glowing in a light and then they shape shift or whatever. It was Caterpie doing the string shot and then making a cocoon around itself becoming Metapod.
0: That was cool. That was cool.
2: I really liked that. And then what the Pokédex said about Caterpie, it said it evolved faster than any other Caterpie of, well, of that variety. So I was like, is this like a... Special Caterpie?
0: Because Ash's love. Ash's love is the catalyst for evolution.
2: I Why have
1: one he... thing to say about Caterpie.
2: Go for it.
1: When that thing was like panting, like panting for breath, like... Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My heart split in half. I was like, this poor creature. <laughs> or when he I was know- talking I- to Pikachu, too. When he was like, Maybe they're on the log or whatever. and Misty and Ash are trying to sleep and he's pouring out his heart to Pikachu. <laughs> It's like, oh my and it god. That looks aw. at Misty and looks odd. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> poor thing. I know I never had so much empathy for Caterpie before. I'm like, oh my God. I Didn't <laughs> think Caterpie. I'd feel the feelings. But I was remember I didn't remember any of this. I was like, I'm glad we're going back and rewatching these and talking about them because I did not remember any of this.
0: Yes, and how just sort of picking up the nitpick parts of it and being like, Oh, why did they say this? This changed. It was it's interesting. It really is. Early days.
2: Yeah, also going back and looking at it through a lens of like you know, being a late 20-something versus a 10-year-old or whatever.
0: Exactly.
1: Being
2: more objective.
1: So... finish off episode one real quick, um, Spiros, that was you cool. you know How-
2: who I am, Spiros.
1: Yeah. I'm going to keep teaching
2: every one of you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in there.
1: Spiros Attack, that's, we're going to see that more than once come yes. back. Mm-hmm. Misty,
0: having Misty in the first episode was interesting. Her fashion choices are bad. She's super strong though. When they do that waterfall jump and she pulls she throws them like twenty feet in the air out of that lake. That's a human boy and a Pokemon that apparently weighs like sixty pounds, judging by the Pokedex. Wait, she Pikachu
2: just, weighs sixty pounds?
0: I think early on what? he was he was really like remember the plump Pikachu early on?
2: <laughs> he's fat, but he's not that
0: fat. I think he weighs hundred and twenty pounds. But she just Good
2: yanks
0: Lord. she just yanks him out of the water like it's it. nothing. <laughs> Austin, are you looking
2: up Pikachu's weight?
1: Yes, I absolutely am. Let's not fat shame Pikachu, but...
2: (laughs) I mean, we did just have the throwback to Fat Chew with the whole Gigantamax Pikachu thing, so, you know.
1: Okay, so what are our thoughts on Fat Chew versus normal Pikachu now? I like Fat Choo. I
2: miss Fat Chew, yes.
1: (laughs) Okay, I like modern Pikachu. Well, it's not that modern, but regular Pikachu better than Fat Chew.
0: Wrong, 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 wrong. It looks like it
1: can run around and like battle and jump and hit you with its tail and all that kind of stuff. Nope.
2: Scale trees.
0: I like Tank Pikachu. Tank Pikachu is best (laughs) Pikachu.
2: (laughs) I think I'm biased because it is a nostalgia factor for me and I don't know. I just, I miss the old 90s animation and kind of the washed out colors a little bit and I don't know. I miss Fat Chew. Okay,
1: but Fat Chew's not going to stay around for long because regular know. Pikachu's going to be yeah. here before the end of Kanto. Okay, Pikachu's 13 pounds. That's close to 60. Oh, okay. if you round up.
2: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. is <Raichu's>
1: 66 pounds. <laughs> That's well, close they to... were wet. So... That's what I was thinking. Oh, of. Wait, I was thinking of Raichu. It. I was thinking of Raichu, my bad. I think is still fat to this day. Yeah, he
0: is. He gained psychic powers through eating pancakes. Right. Which one, doesn't
2: make any sense.
0: One final thing before we move on. The scene I was talking to you about... Is go back and watch the scene the scene where Oak and Ash are picking up the Pokeballs. Look at their hands in that scene. Mm. Like Ash and Oak's hands. There's like one point their hands. One point Ash has like seven fingers and Whoa, (laughs) what? (laughs) Like it just looks like a ball like a clumpy ball. It looks like he has like I don't describe it like like one point he has like crab hands and the next point he has like twenty fingers or seven, whatever. And then Oak's, oh, Oak, the hands are just messed up in that scene. So just go back and check that out if you want to. It's it's weird.
2: I don't know. Drawing hands out. are the hardest yeah, thing to draw. That is
0: true. They are the hardest thing. But it was just weird. It was like too many fingers and then like crab hands.
2: Weird. I did not notice that. But then again, I was too focused on the fact that Oak was being a jerk and he was making Ash open up a bunch <laughs> of empty <laughs> Pokeballs. And I was like, okay, this is too much for me.
0: And then he planned it. That's the worst part is he went and got empty Pokeballs. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick! You know, really. And one last,
1: last thing we should mention first: too.
0: Just keep going on.
1: Hello's <laughs> oh, there. Hello. Oh, yeah. It's kind of funny how, like, they barely talk about it. Like the concept of a Pokemon not in the hundred fifty, and it just flies by. I wonder what would you can't
2: happen. Even if... bring that up. You cannot bring that up. Sorry, Jacob. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. you're
0: good. I was just saying. I wonder what would happen if he followed Ho instead of going down his traditional path. They should make a movie about that. That's a great idea. And it's we should have Pikachu talking in
1: it. I like Pikachu talking in that movie, but... <laughs> That's another topic for another day. <laughs> we'll talk about that in episode 3000. Yep.
2: Can I just say that the whole thing... I mean, obviously, I know you cannot, like, know the future. And obviously, they didn't know we were going to be, what, 800 plus Pokemon at this point. But I don't know. The whole, oh, Oak doesn't know about other regions, and, like, nobody talks to each other, and...
0: We just have to ignore it. It seems Uh like there's, like, a a war going on or something like that. Like, oh, you can't go over there, you know? It's weird. It doesn't exist yet. It hasn't been designed yet.
2: Well, obviously in the real-life context, but, I don't know, it just always bugs me a little.
1: Ash just walks a little bit west, and he falls off the face of the planet. There you go. (laughs) It's flat. It's flat Earth.
2: He hasn't unlocked that level yet.
1: (laughs) That's right. Okay, I would like to note that the narrator says this is just the beginning of the amazing adventures of ash and pikachu and like yeah this really is just the beginning oh my god you didn't know at the time we he didn't know at the time no idea no we, idea that narrator didn't know what we were in for no he didn't not at all i
2: think he kind of amazing actually i mean obviously they probably went into it thinking okay this is gonna be around for a couple years at least you know and then maybe the fad will kind of die out at least in the states who knows but you know we'll just plan for a few seasons but here we are like 25 years later
0: with post malone <laughs> singing a concert I about him. <laughs> ever thought? all right so, are we ready to move right. on to episode two? <laughs>
1: episode two <laughs> opens with the worst police officer in the world. Oh which my is
0: God. She's saying so, something. She's oh wait, so guys, incompetent. Wait, wait, wait. Wait.
2: <laughs> wait, we have to go back and say who our MVP and LVP for episode one was. We did oh. that.
1: Okay, it goes Alex Jacob Austin.
2: Okay, so I'm doing episode one. Yeah. Okay, obviously, the most valuable player for episode one is Ash. Oh. Because he's. The main character sets up his story. Obviously, I mean, the focus was him. So, I don't know. I got to give the title to him. And then my least valuable player in that episode was Professor Oak. Just because he was a complete (laughs) butthole.
0: He was. (laughs) Okay, Jacob. My, well, my MVP for episode one is actually probably Ash's mom. Mm. I say this because, like I said, I may have dunked her in a little bit at the beginning, but you guys actually convinced me. Like, she had all his stuff prepped. She was making sure she was doing what she could for her son. She packed his bag for him. She's like, change her underwear, all this stuff. And, I don't know, she just seemed to be really caring. So she's my MVP. There wasn't that many o- options, really. So my loser is... I would say Misty. Misty's my loser for episode one. Just to mix it up a little bit from Oak. Yeah, we can't
1: do repeat, numbers. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what makes it tough. I would say Misty right. because... She not necessarily she does anything bad, but she kind of gets taken. I don't know. She kind of does a lot and gets nothing out of it for the first episode. Well,
2: she was the victim of circumstance. I yes. Feel bad for her, she a, but... I
0: feel bad for her. That's why she's more of my loser. Not necessarily she did anything bad, but a lot happens to her and it's not her fault. <laughs> All right. I'll go. Uh, my
1: MVP is obviously Dexter.
2: Ah, wow, that's a
1: great choice. Good pick. For being a sassy little brat to Ash, which I think he deserved at this point, and I kind of wish that came back, but I understand he didn't need to come back, except for in the r- form of Rotom decks so But we're not going to talk about that.
2: Oh lord.
1: Um, and my least valuable player, you know what? I'm going to say Delia, because <laughs> the opposite. I like it uh, because he did do a lot to prepare. Ash, she said, go to sleep on time. And she got all the stuff ready to go. And she gathered the neighbors to go say goodbye. But was... Why did she, was she not available to wake him up in the morning?
2: That's was a working. good point. She, was was she working. Doing? Was she
1: gathering up the people? Was she modeling? Was she working at her restaurant? She was working. Was, okay. she, was she working with Oak to engineer the situation where Ash would open all the empty Pokeballs and then get the problematic Pokemon that would possibly kill him? Who knows?
2: That's a possibility. <laughs> or maybe the simpler explanation of he's if he's going to travel the world by himself he needs to be able to wake himself up on time True. and show a little True. bit of responsibility maybe i don't know i'm sorry i'm playing the devil's advocate here for delia, fair
1: enough you're i don't know i'm a big delia fan you are Doesn't... a
2: big delia fan
1: i am a big delia fan i love delia
2: i don't know i think she's just trying to be well ash you you act like a big 10 year old gonna travel the world maybe you should be able to wake up on time but
1: that's true. Yep. Didn't I choose you add in a line where Delia said I have to go do something in the morning so I can't wake you up?
2: Possibly.
0: Or is that something else?
2: She may have. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that could be.
0: That could be something. It probably is something that they added later on.
2: Just as an explanation instead of the whole, oh, it was a engineered plot by <laughs> Delia and Oak. And let's not forget honorable mention to the wrap guy. Oh, I
1: forgot about that. Yeah. I skip it every time.
2: Oh, why? Oh, my God! I had to watch so at least for the- We have to watch at least for the first couple, and then I like the part where he's like, "See you all tomorrow." Yeah, he's Mike. so optimistic.
0: <laughs> Can't wait to see y'all tomorrow. Do this rap again.
2: It was, it was in syndication, and so it'd be like you know every night or whatever. But Monday through Friday. Anyway, on to episode two.
0: Episode two. I summarized this one. I don't think I did a great job, but so Officer Jenny. Officer Jenny. Yeah. I mean, we just talk about God. the the pig in the room here, no, the elephant in the room here.
1: <laughs> Beginning the long tradition of the police force of the Pokemon world.
0: Being... The incompetence here is just. I don't know. I. I think this I don't I think she might not even be a real cop. I think this is just something that like let's just give her something to do. Like the town was like let's keep her busy.
1: So we we have thousands of these clone women who are allegedly all related and we're just going to make every single one a police officer and have no other police officers in the world. Good plan.
2: I mean, honestly, to me, it's it almost seemed like she was aiding and abetting Team Rocket this entire episode. <laughs> that's,
0: was like, what it, that's what it it felt like. You're <laughs>
2: letting them run wild. But she's aware. Okay, I'm sorry. I have uh, strong feelings about Officer Jetty. She's aware of them. She comes over the loudspeaker saying, there's a band of terrible Pokemon thieves flying above the city. Hide your Pokemon. I'm like, okay, well, if you see this happening, where what are you doing to stop this? Do something.
0: Now. Leave your well, office, you know.
1: Do Jenny something. has a busy afternoon of stopping 10-year-old children and making them show her their ID because she's very suspicious of them. Yeah. Because she said she did it with, you're the fourth trainer I've seen today from Ballot Town. So she stopped each and every one of these kids. And, and there's Ballot. a poster right
0: there.
2: You know, there's literally <laughs> a poster right
0: there with James's picture and Jesse's picture. Does she really think Ash is him? I mean, come on.
2: I mean, why is it... Okay, first of all, why is it suspicious that he's carrying a Pokemon outside of the Pokeball? That seems to be a big fixture in these first couple episodes. But later, that's very common. Yes, it's everywhere. I'm like, why does that make someone suspicious?
0: Ash the trendsetter. That's what I'm saying there. Oh,
1: I gotta go back to the Pallet Town trainers real quick. Because presumably, they came to Viridian City, and they are currently in the Viridian City Pokemon Center when Team Rocket is attacking. Yes, Presumably there are other trainers also at the Pokemon Center as this attack is happening.
2: Well, did they all die? Are they all locked explosion?
1: in
0: their rooms? Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> they just ran away. <laughs> they just said, I'm out of here. I'm hell with it. Which honestly is not a bad idea. No, it's not. Not at all. They're not like Ash. They don't have a moral obligation to fight Team Rocket. I, this episode has so many problems with it. I mean, this is probably the most negative episode I have to say stuff about that we talk about today. It's just, I ugh. mean,
2: yeah cut him a little bit of slack. I mean, they had to set up the whole, like, premise for the next 20 years, but...
0: You know what? I'm not going to.
2: Not going to cut him some slack, <laughs> Okay, nope. fair, fair.
1: We also meet Nurse Joy, and I appreciate Nurse Joy right off the bat, because Officer Jenny she's awful. all not campy... Joy? Yes. Okay, I'm the opposite.
0: So maybe um... Ash can't comprehend what's really going on with Pikachu, but this is what, like, Joy's like... Oh, he's okay. We're gonna be help him. He's gonna be okay. Put him in the critical care unit right now. We're losing him, like right in front of Ash after she tells him it's gonna be okay. Well, my question is, she
1: says we're we're doing a procedure on Pikachu. What procedure oh are they gosh, doing on Pikachu? I had the
2: exact same <laughs> note written down. I was like, what? What procedure? Did they do a surgery? Like, what happened?
1: You didn't it see thirty seconds, or she's on for three minutes. You didn't see what did they she did. Wheels Pikachu out on like a little light bulb on his head blinking
0: that's what she did <laughs> she put the
2: light bulb on it. she
1: put a light bulb on it yep uh, that'll help
2: okay you know what i have to agree with jacob on this i do not care for nurse joy in this episode because thank you i'm trying to i'm, I'm like wondering why she has like a bunch of indentured servant pikachus just like running the generator in the back room yes like what do
0: those pikachus do when there's not a blackout you don't understand don't, thing you don't understand what was going on here Okay, so Joy saw the opportunity to add another servant to her Pokemon Center. Oh my so
2: god. So
0: she was going to fake Pikachu's death until Team Rocket showed up and get, just steal Pikachu, say, oh, we lost him, and just throw him in as a generator. She was going to take Ash's Pikachu.
2: This took a dark turn.
0: <laughs> Is
1: that why Pikachu's personality completely changed of the Sphero attack? It's a different Pikachu? Yes. Now you're
2: starting Maybe. to see,
0: putting the puzzle pieces together here.
2: Well, maybe the procedure was some kind of mind Mind control. (laughs) That's
0: what the light bulb did. It's like, get out (laughs) of Pokemon. It's the get out of Pokemon.
2: Nurse Joy is much more sinister than I remembered.
1: I appreciate Nurse Joy, though, because when Officer Jenny drives her motorcycle into
0: the building, Nurse Joy's (laughs) first line is, we have a driveway, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Again, showing how incompetent jenny is and how they may have just gave her the job in a motorcycle and said have at it
2: can we talk about at the end i know i'm skipping ahead to the end a little bit but nurse joy and officer jenny are sitting in the smoking rubble of the pokemon center and they and oh they have like electricity or whatever to power the computer that she's typing it's on the Pikachu
1: because they're running on that conveyor belt
2: but how is nobody batting an eye at the fact that they're sitting in the ruins of like a destroyed hospital
1: okay So, when I was a kid, when I first saw Pokemon, the series, all I saw was the very ending of this episode. I turn on the TV, and there is Officer Jenny riding up on her motorcycle as the Pokemon Center explodes. (laughs) And I I think to myself, my god, this is a very (laughs) violent TV program, and I turned it off.
0: (laughs) My god. (laughs) I think
2: think maybe episode two is where the parents got the idea that Pokemon is a violent anime anime. And that their children should not be watching it, but.
0: So they yeah. up a bomb in the Pokemon Center. I love how, like, Jenny talks about also right before she shows up, shows up before it explodes, she's like, I've been tracking them on the radar all day. And then she's like, ah, oh, just missed them. <laughs> when it blows up, she's like, ah, oh, right. Just a little late. I'm like, what the? She at one point announces, you know, they're, they're, they've been
1: spotted. Look out. And then she doesn't arrive until, after, like, right as the Pokemon Center explodes. Yeah, so what was she a, doing a, in all that time?
2: Yeah,
0: she's just. Sitting in the office doing nothing.
2: (laughs) That's a million dollar question, right there. Flagging
1: down children. Who are you? Where are you from?
2: My question is how does Ash not know that his Pokedex also serves as his trainer license?
1: It has a picture of him in it.
2: And the whole, I like the caveat of like, oh, I cannot be replaced if lost or stolen.
1: Even though he replaces the Pokedex many times after this. (laughs) (laughs) This whole episode's amazing. Okay, here's what I think is the messiest part of the entire episode. We talked about him calling Delia and Oak calling him. Can we talk about how he looks at a mural of Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres, and Arcanine and points at the the Articuno and says, that's the one I saw flying right over the rainbow. Yes, I thought that too. You're wrong. So they made the decision to debut Ho-Oh and then have him misidentify Articuno as Ho-Oh. Then they made the decision to have Oak said, no one's seen that Pokemon in hundreds of years, which is not true. No, not at all. That's a great point, too. That was very confusing.
2: I mean, to be fair, Ash was, like, you know, dazed and confused after he got attacked by a bunch (laughs) of birds. And then, you know, he was probably, like, all discombobulated, disoriented. He didn't know what he was looking at. I mean, Articuno kind of has, like, the little head thingies and, like, a long tail.
1: I think it makes sense in story, but I think... In real life, they clearly <laughs> didn't know what they were doing yet. They were like, yeah, bird, uh, blue, uh, mystery Pokemon. We don't know. What's a ho We don't even have a name for it yet. Uh.
2: Speaking of, okay, I did want to point out one thing. Speaking of Oak, in continuing his trend of being like an ass to Ash, he did you not catch the part where he made bets with Gary on yes. Ash making the yeah. tournaments? A
0: million dollars. <laughs>
2: I was like, oh my god, what? You're making bets on this 10-year-old kid with your with your grandson? Oh my god. If they're
1: throwing a million dollars around, they're definitely rich.
2: Yeah, she's like, "It's money's not everything.
0: I'll buy you a fleet of Porsches if you're wrong. Yep. <laughs> I
2: wonder if he did actually give Gary a million dollars.
0: He probably did. That's probably his allowance, how rich Oak is. I'm going to also harp on Misty's incapabilities in this episode also.
2: Okay, the fact that she sent out a Goldeen... Yes. I'm sorry. Like, when she was up against Team Rocket, and she sent out Goldeen, and she's like, well, everyone knows that water Pokemon can't battle outside of water. And I'm like, then why the hell did you send it (laughs) out to suffer?
1: I wrote down, what was your plan? And then it, quote, I was just warming up. I was just warming up. (laughs) My theory was she was trying to distract Team Rocket for
0: Ash to leave the room.
2: She had to tell Ash. She's like... (laughs) Run away now. <laughs>
0: multiple times she told her, and let me tell you the worst thing about this is is she says him multiple times she goes hey leave leave and when he finally does <laughs> Ekins and Coughing get away a, not even a second later ash comes running out of the room and Coughing and Ekins right behind her what the hell did misty do <laughs> like when ash she, left she was like he went that way go get him you know what I'm Maybe she just threw out Goldie the second time, and like know. she's
1: selfish. She's like, I'm gonna also, save myself. The whole thing is they're using the claw thing from the TCG, and they're transferring the Pokeball of pewter City. However, they simultaneously say, "Let's take the same Pokeballs that we're evacuating and throw them at Team Rocket, and have these random sick Pokemon help us." Yes, and the, so worst the first part... they throw out. The Pidgey that looks like a crack addict. Pidgey, oh
2: my god,
1: did you see that
0: thing? Yes, <laughs> it was like I must
2: have missed it.
0: The worst part about that was, is those were Pokemon in recovery. Yeah, they're supposed to be getting rid of them, and yes. instead, they're
1: like throwing them here's the giant snake that's gonna eat you. Go,
2: <laughs> not to mention that these are probably owned by other people, and yes. so I'm not sure how I feel about that.
1: Where are these other people? <laughs> and the bad they thing is. They all
2: died in the explosion, remember? That's right. <laughs> and I like they gotta to go imagine, to Peter
1: like, a like, lever and they're all locked in their rooms.
2: Well, there wasn't any room. Jesus, if she locked them in there, then they most certainly did die because it... they wouldn't be able to escape. <laughs> they them. wouldn't be able to escape them when it collapsed.
1: <laughs> That's why Ash and Mitzi hightailed it as quick as they could. They were getting out of there.
0: And then all the Pokemon. Murder. All the Pokemon that got transferred, all those trainers are now going to go all the way to Pewter City to get their Pokemon because they can't get them back because the center collapsed. So Oh, Lord. I mean, what is going on in this episode?
2: I mean, I get they had to set up the whole Team Rocket thing, which, by the yeah. way, I don't know about you guys, but the voice acting, that was a shock. I was not prepared for the voices.
1: Well, James and Meowth are different. They're not their traditional ones yet. Yeah. But Jesse is.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is way different. I mean, obviously, Ash, that is the iconic voice. And I i don't know, I missed it a little bit, but I was not prepared for yeah. James and Meowth.
0: That's um, Ash's Veronica Taylor. Isn't that her name? Great. Yes. I actually got to meet her. Really? Wow. Yes, at um, a Comic Con on Jekyll Island. She did a panel and she asked like she was answering questions and all that stuff and she's actually she seemed really sweet and actually really nice and you can tell that she really loved Pokemon and doing Ash the character Vash. That made me so sad. It 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 was so sad. I I was going to ask her a question like, you know, does she have any more details about like why they did what they did cuz I actually didn't know at the time but I was like, nah, she's she was very sentimental and I was like, I'm not gonna bring up memories of that. Yeah, please don't bring up memories from fifteen years ago about her losing her job. Yeah, that was a shame. But she was super sweet and super nice. So
2: seems like she still really appreciates that role and how nostalgic people are for her performances, Ash, but that's cool that you got to at least see her there.
0: Yeah, she was just super sweet and it was like, you know, she did the voice live and I was like, Oh, she could still
2: do it. (laughs)
0: You know, it was really cool. (laughs) It was really cool.
2: I wonder what she's doing now. I don't
0: know, but... She still does, like, um, characters on, like, kids' shows and stuff like that, so... No, not this straight too far off well, topic, but... <laughs> no, that was cool. Yeah. So,
2: I guess... So what did you
0: after? Um, did you something you about, like, the dubbing process and how, like, they do, like, the voice flaps and stuff like that. Like, how do you get the dialogue to match the voice flaps? Because they're, they're speaking in Japanese, but you gotta put English over it. And she was just mm-hmm. saying that they usually write, like, three or four lines and they go through, like, 20 takes to try to match the flaps with the words in their script and it was just just stuff like that
1: it always bothers me and this is really prevalent in the in the more recent pokemon dub um where they throw in random filler syllables into yeah. it so the, the lines for meowth is always like we're gonna catch your pikachu see <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean they have to otherwise it's just an empty animation
1: right Most was like I know, I know they have to pop these <laughs> out so fast, but it's still always, I always catch it. I'm like, oh, that would not go well. <laughs> yeah, I, think- I did
2: notice that in episode one where Ash was when he met Gary, and he was he said something like, oh, you're Gary, right? And Gary's like, yeah, and it's it's really weird because it transitions back into what Ash is saying. And I was like, oh, they had to have Gary say the word yeah or whatever. Like he opens so, his I'm,
1: mouth real wide, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: he said something. I was like, okay, that's clearly just to fill it, but.
0: And getting the name, like, Ash Ketchum, because I think he's, like, Satoshi or Satoshi, something like that. Satoshi. Satoshi, yeah. And to get Ash Ketchum and a Satoshi, that's pretty cool, too, <laughs> it's like, to watch that, that match.
2: So, any final thoughts on episode two?
0: That was just um, a cluster.
1: Minor notes. I got written down here. Well, this note says, how did they not all die in the Pokemon Center <laughs> Explosion? <laughs> this <laughs> note says... That's true. I never... It wasn't until many, many years into it that I realized all the Nurse Joys have different color crosses on their hats.
2: Oh. Hmm. I,
1: really, I really, I was like paying attention to it. And so I noticed that the Pewter City Nurse Joy had the blue cross. I was like, okay, so they had that from the beginning.
2: Which one was the Viridian? She red? had the red.
1: Yeah. Okay. And the narrator at the end says, will Misty ever get a new bicycle? All the episodes on the next episode of Pokemon. No, we don't get that answer in the next episode of Pokemon. Nope. Do we, we ever it.
2: get that answer? I don't think she ever yes. gets
1: it. A- yes, she does.
2: Oh, Sorry, sorry.
0: Spoiler alert. Spoilers for a cartoon from 2003. Because I remember that bothered me as a like when I started watching, and I was like, I think I never read the bike. bike? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know why that bothered me. (laughs) It just did.
2: (laughs) I mean, bicycles are expensive. I don't know about you guys, but I played the games, and it was. Hard as hell to afford a bike in those damn games. I
1: will say this. I would say Oak should buy her a replacement bike for his stepson's destroying it.
2: Ah! Uh. But then I remember
1: that Oak has a pathological hatred of bicycles.
2: Oh. Huh. Oh. In
0: the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's
2: a time and a place for that.
0: But not now. But not now. Never. In fact. And I like how it's supposed to be
1: red or whatever your player character is. It's supposed to be remembering Oak saying that. But it comes off as like Oak appearing from the abyss and saying, don't ride the bicycle. <laughs> like a Star Wars Jedi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. Are we ready so, to go on episode three, maybe? I got I got MVP, MVP LVP lined up. Oh, that's right. Yeah, First, not, that.
2: before, not versus, before naming that. Versus
0: Jacob, then me,
1: then Alex. Oh my God. Okay. Try
0: and find a favorite, Jacob. I'm going to try my best. Um. I would say that the MVP of this episode is probably... um. Ekans just because he does a lot of stuff a snake shouldn't be able to do because like Coffin can kind <laughs> of like fly and levitate so like him jumping from all around and stuff like that's really cool but Ekans jumps like 50 feet in the air at some points and like busts through glass and all that stuff and I thought that was really cool.
2: Okay that, that's <laughs> fair okay. enough. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> I know that's lame but that's they're just I don't know God in the LVP I'm I, sh- good lord obviously jenny where to begin yeah okay. i mean i'm just gonna i'll start off because jenny's the easiest pick and her incompetence is just on oh, full on, on full display this episode <laughs> And now either this town needs more cops or i i don't know but very easily jesse and james should have won if they due to their own incompetence so jenny's the lvp loser all right i'll go my MVP
1: is going to be controversial because of Nurse Joy. Oh, my. And I only picked her because I like her giving Jenny guff.
2: <laughs> for the motorcycle in the building.
1: Yes. That was well-deserved. Okay, Thank you, Joy.
2: Speaking of, how come Jenny is able to ride her motorcycle in the Pokemon Center, but the player character cannot ride their bicycle? Well, <laughs> Oak didn't appear
1: from the abyss for that one. Uh, <laughs> well, apparently sense.
2: he can let that slide.
1: Okay, um, my LVP is gonna be Ash's father for being an absentee father who's never mentioned ever again. Good point.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! So if Jacob said Atkins, can I just say Team Rocket as a whole as MDP, or is that cheating? Sure, sure. Yeah, go
1: ahead. Go ahead. All okay. Team Rocket but Atkins.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just the Team Rocket <laughs> in general, just because they were apparently able to get away with way more than they should have been able to get away with. And also because it sets the stage for 25 years of Team Rocket shenanigans and chasing Pikachu. So I just had to throw them in there as most valuable for that episode. And my LVP was Jenny, but I knew that was going to be the favorite pick for that. So I'm trying to think of who would be (laughs) LVP.
0: Maybe (laughs) Um, Oak, because he lost a whole bunch of money.
2: Well, maybe... I picked Oak last time, so I don't want to pick Oak again. <laughs> just
0: keep hating on Oak.
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> pick Oak now, later. Instead of saying you hate Oak in every episode.
2: Oh my gosh. Well, there was who else even was left in that episode? There was only a few characters.
1: Delia, um, Ash, Misty, uh, Pikachu, the servant Pikachus.
2: Well, I wouldn't call them LVPs because they actually saved the day. Well, I guess they murdered a bunch of people, but... We'll just say LVPs were the Pikachu, indentured servant Pikachus, because they contributed to the mass murder of seemingly dozens of people in the Pokemon Center.
0: hmm That's a good point. All right, so on to episode three. Dose. Episode Dose. No, Trace. <laughs> trace. <laughs> My Articuno boon. is
1: Bull Trace. Yep. Huh.
0: Right, this they're is in act- the forest. Yeah, they actually get out of the Pokemon Center. They're in the forest. And this is our first time meeting the beloved... Caterpie. Aww. I love Caterpie this episode. It, <laughs> it's good to see the like self-awareness that these Pokemon have when it comes to what people think of them, really.
2: He was very in tune with being... Like, okay, I, I don't know. I can kind of uh, empathize with Misty and her hatred of bugs. But, I don't know. Caterpie is a bug with feelings.
1: She picked so, the most adorable bug in the world to hate. Really?
2: I know. I'm like, you should see some of the other ones that we get introduced to later on but for Caterpie it was I, I don't know it broke my heart when it was screaming I didn't know a Caterpie could scream it tr- look it won a whole battle against two it was a two-on-one with a Caterpie that was already injured in a previous battle I don't know that's pretty impressive to me it's special Caterpie
0: yeah we can talk about that scene real quick because that just proves that String Shot is OP Because it literally takes down every Pokemon that existed on that battlefield. What to
1: do in the game slightly decrease your
0: speed. Yes, Yes. it has nothing in the game, but in this sense, it takes down a coughing an Ekans, and a Meowth in mere seconds.
2: They have never used String Shot, like, as String Shot is in the game. Like, it's just a stat decreasing move, obviously. I know it's constrained to game mechanics, but... They're always doing wacky things with string shot in the show.
0: Yeah, like flying and stuff like that, but <laughs> it's nothing in the game. <laughs> very Spider Man. Yes, yeah, very Spider Man. I feel like this is the I episode always, I have like the least to talk about. But <laughs> I, I have the least notes on this one. Yeah, that's what um, I did
1: too. Basically, Caterpie is so cute. Misty is the worst. <laughs>
2: I like her list of three dis- most disgusting things, which two of which were vegetables and then bugs.
0: I had that same thing. I hate carrots, too. <laughs> I hate carrots. So I was like, Misty, I put my notes. I hate carrots, too, Misty.
2: What do you have against carrots?
0: I'm just not a carrot guy. I mean, even if they're like sauteed or whatever kind of fancy shenanigans you can do to them, I just don't feel carrots. Peppers I'm okay with.
2: Regardless, I did feel bad for Caterpie. Even as somebody who dislikes bugs, I'm like, okay, well, Caterpie didn't deserve it.
0: What do we
1: think of Ash's other new Pokemon, Pidgeotto? That's pretty cool. It's my favorite of the of the Pidgey line, for sure. Yes. Pidgeotto. I'm sorry, can
2: I, just, can I just say that it bothers me that he did not catch the first evolutionary stage Pidgey. He went straight into Pidgeotto. It just bothers me. I don't know.
1: Why does that bother you?
2: I don't know. The completionist in me, it's like, okay, we didn't get the whole, like, Ash caught it from a Pidgey. He kind of cheated and skipped right to the middle.
0: I know what Alex means there with, um... Because I would like to see, like, maybe he catches a Pidgey. The Pidgey fights this time. It evolves. And I kind of get the completionist aspect of it, too. Like, he just skips a phase. And he failed to catch a Pidgey early on, like, multiple times. And then he just gets the next phase. Cop out. And then he never catches a Pidgey, ever. <laughs> yep, never.
2: It just bothers me. I don't know. I, I play the games like that, too. Like, I can never. And especially, like, when you play the games and you're in the later portion of the, the game where you can catch middle or end stage evolutions and that bothers me because some of the games you can only get you know the base form by the breeding mechanic or trading and i'm like why can we not just catch it to complete
0: i'm trying to think um some of the things i hit on this episode i guess want, one one weird part is like how does ash know how to build a fire his father taught him <laughs> you think so maybe I misty knows how to start a fire I mean, she wasn't was there though they
2: have to have some survival skills
1: so, I don't know. Does he, does he have, like, a lighter, a Zippo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> like one of those little long things? I don't know. Like the big lighters? Yep. <laughs> the Bic lighters, okay. exactly.
2: I do have one observation, and I can't remember. I think Misty said this in the episode, or no, was it Ash? I don't remember. One of the two. When they were fighting Team Rocket, and one of them was like... Oh, it goes against Pokemon League rules to use more than one Pokemon in a battle at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, clearly that went out the window a long time. <laughs> like, like, what about triple battles and double battles double and rotation battles. battles and all the, the other change. battles?
0: Rules change, you know. Ash is a trendsetter.
2: Well, I guess the whole one-on-one thing kind of okay. gets a little boring after a while.
1: The double battle part kind of annoyed me because... They send out Ekans and Coughing, and Ash has, it. you can only use one at a time. And Misty does make the correct assumption, or correct statement, that, well, I don't see why you can't use two Pokemon, but I'm thinking, Misty, why aren't you using a Pokemon? They're attacking you, too. Are you just going to throw out
0: Goldine again and again? Like, <laughs> you use your Staryu. Go. Do something. Psyduck. Something. She doesn't have him yet. Oh. Well, she's kind of useless throughout these three episodes, anyway, as far as, like, getting um... out of trouble. It's very much Ash is the protagonist and Misty is
1: the girl. Yeah, side character. Yeah, not, not good.
2: Well, she just, I mean, the, the whole premise is she's following him so she can get her bike
1: back. I kind of like that when twerps, which is what we're going to call Ash and his friends, I like when they have bickering among them. I think that's a lot more fun. And I kind of like that at this point, we haven't particularly codified that Ash and Misty are a group. It's more like
0: she's stalking him. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what's going on. She's like, I'm going to follow you. Nishan's like, what Why? I'm going to follow you. Oh, okay.
2: Can I just say, I appreciate that it's not so much now because I know they've kind of, well, they really have watered down the anime, but these first two episodes, I can count at least twice, and she might have said it more. She calls Ash a loser, like straight yes. to his face. She's like, You're a loser. I don't know. Part of me appreciates that because I'm like, Of course, like a bunch of 10 year olds are going to. Amongst themselves, it just feels more organic to me. They would never have like the current run of characters like Go. Could you imagine Go calling Ash a loser in this oh game? Oh my
0: gosh, <laughs> what no the way they call him stupid, too? Like, multiple people, or the Pokedex at least calls Ash like stupid, stupid so,
2: traveler. yeah,
0: they help stupid travelers. I'm like, oh, come down, Dex. Uh,
1: I just remember that the dub cut out Misty slapping Ash in the face multiple times.
2: Did yeah. they really? I know she slaps him away once.
1: I think when she fishes him out of the river and he says, yeah, I'm fine. And she slaps him and says, not you, the Pikachu. I think she does it a second
0: time, but I don't remember exactly when. Hmm. Hmm.
2: I wish they would have kept that. I don't know. I guess they were afraid they probably, to have that kind of stuff.
0: Too much violence. Went from G to PG. Oh. Too,
1: too much impressionable kids slapping each other in the face violence.
0: Even the kids did it. that anyway. You know, kids were hitting each other over these cards and stuff like that.
2: I do appreciate the fact that Misty told Ash that he was not ever going to be a Pokemon Master in a million years. And, and that seems right. to be the case. Yep. <laughs>
0: Misty knew. Misty. I knew. don't think Misty knew that they were
1: stuck in an eternal time loop hell in which they never age.
2: But they do because they actually make several, which I know I'm skipping ahead it again, but they make several references to the fact that Ash, that time has passed... And therefore, the they don't logical... age.
1: They're in the eternal suffering of hell. Oh my
2: gosh!
1: It's purgatory.
2: Ashes in a coma.
1: Okay, I want to f- <laughs> I want right. to focus back on Pidgeotto for one second before we get into Ashes in a coma.
2: Okay, this
1: poor bird is just living its life, living in the forest. It's beamed on the head with a pokeball, and now it's suddenly super loyal to Ash without a question. The first thing it knows is I got captured. Next thing it knows is I'm battling a snake in a cough whatever coughing's supposed to be. <laughs> it gets the, the crap out of it i'm like this poor thing Impidio is gonna be so dependable but so overlooked for the next 80 or so episodes
2: poor thing
1: it's the power of friendship baby poor thing
2: or pokeballs are actually somewhat of a mind control device but
0: oh, Lord. they talk yeah, about no. that in that in episode briefly. i can't remember which one it is i think it's um it might be this one when a Caterpie goes into the ball, or maybe in the second episode, I can't remember. No, this one. And uh, Ash is like, I hope you're comfortable in there, or something like that. Like, so they have no oh, idea yeah, what's going on. Say
2: something like
0: that. Like digitized data. Yeah, they have no idea what's going on in these Pokeballs. They're just like, I hope you're okay in there.
2: <laughs> well, Caterpie does put itself back into the ball.
0: Yeah, it just willingly goes in, so it I guess it's okay. went
2: back into it. And also, so... Jesse and
0: James drop, like, coughing and eckings from, like, 150 feet in the second episode so I guess they're indestructible at some to some degree and they go through glass so
2: okay there's one thing so back to this whole pokeball mechanics thing because you know I'm hyper focused on that but I don't know if you guys have noticed these early episodes versus newer episodes when a character throws the pokeball now in these episodes it has to actually physically hit the ground before they'll come out
0: Yes. Oh, really? And then,
2: yeah. And then in later episodes, they don't have to do that. They throw it and it comes out in the air. Oh. And I also do appreciate when the, I think it was when he tried to catch Pidgey and it slapped it back into Ash's hand. No, it came out. It came out of the ball. It didn't, he didn't successfully catch it and it went back to his hand.
1: It flew to his hand. Yes.
2: Yes. Which I, I don't know how that happens, but I
1: appreciate the technology of the Pokeballs being able to magically go back to the hands of the trainer.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works, but
1: there is some high concept technology going on at Sylph
0: Company. That's okay. how they got the toy. Do you remember that toy? It was a Pokeball and you got like Pokeball figures with it. And then like you tied somehow you put like the Pokeball to your hand and you were able to like sling it out yeah. and then try to grab the Pokemon and even if you missed the Pokeball came back and you just kept trying over and over again.
1: Or it was just like a string like, yeah. on your wrist or your finger, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So and guess... there was like, a little punchy in there that went flying to the atmosphere. Yes. Okay, good. Nope. <laughs> well, there
2: wasn't a whole lot there wasn't a whole lot to this episode. So No,
0: there wasn't.
1: I love how season one is so weird that Ash can catch two Pokemon and have an evolution and we can get an establishment of the Ash and Misty dynamic and also the establishment of Team Rocket following Ash. And we're like, it's not a big episode, it's no big deal.
0: There's nothing to talk about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait till we
0: get more involved <laughs>
2: let's wait this is the uh, preliminary setup episodes
0: uh, does
1: metapod bother anyone else with its design
2: nah. in what like way
1: metapod has a lot of different angles that could be construed as the front of metapod <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, like sometimes it looks like it's just like a crescent moon with like a nose fixture And, like, it looks like it has angry eyes. But if you turn it to a different angle, it looks completely different. And it has, like, two horns protruding on either side. And its eyes are, like, I'm high as a kite. I don't know.
0: There's a lot going on with Metapod.
1: It looks like it defies spatial logic.
0: Yeah. Ash holding it's really weird because, like, on the ground, it looks kind of similar to the size of Caterpie. But then Ash picks it up and you're like, oh, this thing has, like, grown substantially since... Caterpie was this thing, and I don't know, it, it looks weird with Ash holding it.
2: I don't know. For me, I thought it was adorable when he put it in his backpack. That was cute. <laughs> that was cute. I yeah. It in his backpack.
1: was Metapod in Crescent Moon with a nose form at that point, or?
2: I mean, I guess looking at it, it is a little weird, and I don't know, especially if you look at it from the back. Have you ever seen Metapod from the back?
1: Yes, yeah, like in the sprite.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's very weird. Yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing more Metapod in the next episode, so I can figure out how it works. <laughs> it's still a mystery. Visually,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> still a mystery.
2: Don't get me started on the whole Butterfree should have been Venonat's evolution thing.
0: I was just, thinking let's that just too. Let's, yeah. just let's just do
1: it now. Let's just go. Let's just do it. I mean,
2: how can you look at it and not see it?
1: I think at one point the plan was definitely for Caterpie to evolve to Minamoth and Venonat to evolve to Butterfree. I don't think it was necessarily an error that that ended up not being the case. I think they probably made a decision at some point to switch those, and I'm guessing that's because Butterfree's cuter and you get it earlier in the game. I actually heard that it was an error. Your uncle worked at
0: Nintendo and told you that? Yes, I got an email (laughs) in 1998. No. I think it was something... I don't know if it's this Pokemon, but something happened where when they were programming the Pokemon into the original games, they got, like, evolution chains mixed up or something like that, or there wasn't enough data or something like that, and they had to make some switches... I know they got rid of a bot. That may be a thing. So you want to like look that up or something in your free time and see like how like the data and stuff impacted the evolutionary chains of some of these Pokemon.
1: I know there's a bunch of weird stuff like that. Like I think Squirtle and Blastoise were unrelated Pokemon, but they later decided to make it the same line, which is where I get the assumption that the Butterfree Venomoth switch was a purposeful decision. Yeah. I.
2: Think it was an error. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, they were trying to get things right back then, coding wise. And I don't know, not to like throw shade on Game Freak or anything, but they're not always the best when it comes to like optimizing data. I don't know. That's been a topic of conversation within the fandom, I guess. Not that I follow it that close, but I just know people chatter about it. And I don't know. I I could see that happening that they just got it mixed up in the code. And they were just like, okay, we're gonna go with it. We're just gonna run with it. That's how it is now. And
0: got a ship. Got a ship.
2: It's been twenty-five years. How can we question it?
0: Don't did question y'all catch the poker. missing no back in the day. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I what? did. Infinite get Missing no. <laughs> yes. No. I did. Jacob did. Didn't I did. That
2: corrupt your game?
1: Yeah, only if you caught it. Yeah, I think it corrupted the Hall of Fame data. If I'm not mistaken.
2: I just know about the mew under the truck, but that never happened. And that was it. I don't know. I kind of miss those days where people were like, oh, my God, all these mysteries and stuff. And
0: the old games
2: now. Yeah. The
0: old game glitches. Yeah. I found that on like a playground, the missing no. And it was like, oh, you can get infinite rare candies and get up to 99 before you. It was just cheating, you know, and I was like, "Okay, we'll do this.
2: Yeah. Back in the days of like, well, when it was actually possible to do that. I mean, I guess people do it now, but like I'm thinking of specifically Game Shark and All oh, those yeah. like
1: game genie. I had a game shark, but I couldn't
0: figure out how to use it, so I just kind of had it. I
2: think my cousin had one, I can't remember.
0: I had one and used it on Zelda Ocarina of Time, and it was like it gave you all the items, so it just made the game super, e- <laughs> super easy.
1: I will never get past that water temple all these years later. I'll never do it,
2: just accept it. It's not
1: easier to cheat. Anyway, do you want to do MVP LV? Yeah, we can I got do that. the order. Uh, it goes Austin, Jacob, Alex. Sorry, Alex. Ugh. Okay, so I'm going to take the obvious two, or should I not take the obvious two? Do whatever, whatever your you heart
2: desires. Whatever okay, my
1: MVP is Caterpie. Damn for it! All oh, the reasons you stated. dang Sorry, it! Sorry, y'all. You got to think out the box. And the LVP is Misty for being awful to Caterpie.
2: Oh my God, those are my exact choices. I know they were. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jacob, go for it.
0: Oh uh, goodness, I would say, um, man, I really like. MVP we're going with another Pokemon here I think Pidgeotto he went through a lot and then to really kind of stick out for Ash and try to help Ash after Ash kind of abused him a little bit there showing how unselfish Pidgeotto is he's my MVP and then my loser is probably Meowth because Caterpie string shots him and out of all three of the Pokemon of Ekans, coughing. Meowth easily had the best chance to get out of that string shot because they really emphasize how big his claws are. And for him not to be able to just slice and dice that string really just shows how incompetent and kind of useless Meowth is as a fighter. So he's my LVP.
2: Okay. In Meowth's defense, (laughs) he can't fight because he can talk. So I do feel bad for him. That's that's my two cents on it. <laughs> you appreciate that
1: this, the anime is just like, oh, all the pokemon can't talk except for meowth, which we're not going to explain for quite some time. You oh, just okay. have to accept it children.
2: I like how Ash, nobody like I did notice that nobody questions it or comments about it at all.
1: Like at all.
2: At all. In the first few episodes, I'm like, shouldn't we be questioning this or at least Like, someone's like, oh, what? Nobody says a single word about it. I'm like, I guess we're accepting this. I I only wonder what the children think when they watch that for the first time. They're like, what? Is that a Pokemon? Is it talking? What?
0: Can they all do that? It's a very
1: very strange decision. But I mean, it worked out in the long
0: run because I can't imagine Meowth not talking, you know? It went back to not having enough characters that could speak. So they just had to throw in like one more to balance everything out, I guess.
2: Well, they have to have some way to translate, I translate, guess, yes. what, what the actual Pokemon are saying. That becomes, I guess, somewhat prevalent later on.
1: So we all can repeat lines like, what? <laughs> you're telling me that you, you're trainer and you got separated in the force? Is uh-huh. that what you're telling me right mm-hmm. now? Like-
2: <laughs> he exists for, like, YX well, exposition a little bit on yeah. situations that are happening in the anime,
1: but... Right now, Team Rocket's not as we know them yet. No, not even close. I mean, they're fabulous.
2: Well, this is difficult because there was only, like, what, five characters in this whole episode? So I'm, like, struggling to pick a most valuable player. Maybe I'll just say, maybe I'll switch them. I originally had Misty as LVP, but maybe I'll just say she's MVP because it seemed like she was becoming more accepting of Caterpie Mm. and maybe kind of warming up to it. And the fact that it saved them from... Single-handedly saved them from Team Rocket. I don't know. We'll give her some credit for maybe kind of shifting her attitude towards Caterpie a little bit. I'm, tr- I'm I know I'm stretching these a little bit, but I don't know what else to say. LVP, least valuable, Pidgeotto.
0: Whoa.
2: I mean, he did get his butt handed to him, and he's supposed to be a evolved Pokemon, and he got completely wasted by Coughing and Akin. So. Hmm. I guess I'll have to uh, give him the, the loser award for this episode. The loser award. Loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> You're a loser. I mean, we're apparently not afraid to say the word loser in these first couple episodes. Yeah. or
0: but. stupid.
2: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, okay, like, isn't Pidgeotto supposed to, you know, have the advantage over snakes? It's a bird, and then... Oh,
0: true. Snakes are I don't know what
2: coughing is, but... It must
1: be
0: like a, a solidified gas cloud.
2: Well, then in that case, Pidgeotto should have had the advantage as well because Gus, it's a bird.
0: Coughing's an air filter.
2: I thought it was an air polluter.
0: It's like a, yeah, the bad air filter. It <laughs> just shoots out gas and blinds Pikachu.
2: Yeah, what was up? Okay, maybe we should give LVP. I could say LVP goes to Pikachu. Oh, yeah. For getting sludge in his eyes and being absolutely useless the entire time.
0: And nobody helps him. I think Nurse Joy
1: was not there with her light bulb to save him. <laughs> she couldn't do a procedure. There was no procedure.
2: <laughs> and I'll just say we have not met the character yet who goes around spraying Pokemon in the face. So with
0: medicine. Oh, oh yeah.
2: We didn't have that on hand this time.
0: Mouth I was over there cheesing.
2: That was a tough one. That was hard. That was, yeah. But...
0: We talked about it a pretty good bit though.
1: So do we want to do our favorite quotes?
0: Yes,
2: we can do that.
1: The order is Alex Jacob Austin.
2: Why am I first? I forgot to write down my quotes. quotes.
1: Are we doing this episode (laughs) by episode? I forgot
2: to write down my quotes.
1: No, I think we should just do one. One episode? Okay. Okay.
2: Okay, can I just pick the first episode because this is the one I know the best. Okay. In episode one, where Oak gives the iconic line of the early bird gets the worm, or in this case, the Pokemon. I knew it. Yep. Ah, you ah.
0: knew
2: it. How could I not pick that? It's the best.
0: It is. That was a good one. All right, Jacob, you go. So I think my favorite is like in episode three when uh, Misty finds out just how incompetent Ash is with like knowing Pokemon types and how to battle just, you just basically battle period. And Misty's like, "What do you?" I think she calls him a loser again or something. And Ash goes, "Well, if you just try hard, things will work out." So that's my. I guess my quote, when Ash's whole thing is he's just going to try hard and not really try to learn anything. He's just going to put all his effort in and, <laughs> and, and see if it works out. He's just not going to think about it at all. I yeah. like that.
2: That's, that's pretty par for the course for Ash. Yep.
0: It really solidifies like his his, uh, oh. his incompetence ignorance, but he's a hell of a fighter.
1: <laughs> we can talk extensively in later episodes about Ash's talent in using his battle strategies (laughs) which won't exist for quite some time but they'll get there eventually yep (laughs) my quote also is going to piggyback on the theme of hating on ash and so jacob mentioned earlier it's when dexter said or dexter says that the rattata live in the forest and ash says yeah but this isn't a forest it's an open field and the and the pokedex says they also come out into open fields to steal food from stupid travelers (laughs)
0: travelers <laughs> that means. I'm what does that mean <laughs> good job ash way to put that two and two together
2: i do appreciate sassy dexter that was easily one of the best
0: i love the snarkiness throughout these whole i guess original episodes of pokemon when they're all like just of course i'm calling to you i'm in the lab or you wouldn't be able to reach me if i wasn't in the pokemon center professor oak
1: no yeah that, stuff. that was a great thing
0: yeah and apparently they have facetime in the pokemon universe their big green payphones. Yep. Oh, we didn't even mention ring, ring,
1: ring, 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 ring. 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 Phone, phone call. Phone call.
2: <laughs> okay, I guess I'm not upset that they got rid of that eventually. <laughs> but
1: that was in the current season. Don't they use smartphones? And the Rotom's just like say, "You're getting a call from Ash." Yep. Oh
2: my gosh, you're right. In the in Journeys, it is annoying too because the the Rotom phones or whatever. They're like, "You have a call from." And then it just keeps repeating itself. And I'm like, okay, we get it. There's a phone call.
1: I'd much rather the Rotom say ring, ring, ring,
0: ring, ring. Phone call. Phone call.
2: (laughs) Oh, they missed a prime opportunity to bring that back. Oh, well.
0: I don't know. Does anyone else have anything left to say or I'm going to close us out?
2: I think that was a strong first showing for our very first episode of Thanks. Our very first podcast.
1: I'm gonna thank the listeners. Thanks for listening to our inexperienced podcast. We're clowns. Don't take us seriously. We love you forever. Don't give us hate. Yes, this we is for,
0: <laughs> this is entertainment. That's it. I take back my comment about anime fandom. Well, anyway, I guess that's the end of our first episode of Out of the Drawing Pan. Austin, say bye. Bye. Alex, we love say you forever. Alex, say bye.
2: Oh, bye, everybody. Thanks so much for. Spending time with us today and listening and i guess we'll be back next time with more ridiculous
0: commentary all right well that's our first episode of the drawing pen thank you all for listening and until next time see you then the journey continues (laughs) can we do the yugioh dub instead
2: (laughs) no we're committed now
0: (laughs) we're committed damn it